Well, let's continue on. We're talking, if you're new here or this is your first time, let me kind of tell you where the Lord has us. We're figuring, how to, figuring out how to make progress, how to succeed. And success as defined as living up to the will of God. Gaining insight in how to, to win in the battles of life. It's established. Every one of us have challenges. Every one of us are confronted with battles. And so how do you improve, make headway, succeed? We found this incredible passage in the Old Testament where Moses takes Aaron and her and goes to this mountain and he lifts his hands in prayer. Joshua's in the battle actually fighting the Amalekites. And we see as Moses prays, it is then that Joshua is empowered to succeed. The lesson rises out of that story that as the priority was placed on prayer, the supernatural empowered the natural, the the daily battle in the valley, and Joshua succeeded. So we developed this mantra that says, as we pray, the supernatural empowers the natural. You see, you can't remove yourself from the practical things that you know you need to do in any given area of life and challenge, but to be void of the supernatural influence of God's presence is to be without the strength and wisdom to apply the tools successfully. So as we pray, the supernatural, that's Moses on the mountain with hands up in prayer, empowers the natural, that's Joshua in the valley, in conventional battle. And this is how we conquer. We're going to find Moses and Israel again in a strategic place. They're about two years from uh, Egypt. So they're in a battle that kind of continues. And it's very important to to ask for wisdom on how you deal with with those things that don't seem to end in a day. Many challenges go much longer. Matter of fact, a season of life or even years. Israel now is in this place where they are so discouraged and despairing that they talk of wanting to go back to Egypt. So in the battle, you can melt down. Or you can pray and experience a very special provision of God in that moment to keep persevering. Israel melts down. Israel says, we can't take it anymore. We can't do this. We had it better in Egypt. And if you know the story of Egypt, that's a pretty strong statement for them to make. That it would be worse after having been delivered in the wilderness, having manna provided every day, It was better in Egypt. And so they melt down. Moses, their leader, he prays. And if prayer is our way to connect with God where the supernatural empowers the natural, and that's how we overcome, we need to study the whole idea of prayer. We need to see the priority of prayer, the intensity of prayer. So let's look into a very helpful prayer in Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11, starting at verse 11. And Moses said to the Lord, so he's praying. Why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? Did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into the world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give their ancestors? 
Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me saying, give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. If this is, no, he takes it up a notch here. If this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me the misery. Is it legal to pray that way? Now, now, now draw into this passage. I am thankful for people who don't diminish their struggle. But show us the raw reality of their circumstance. He is not, Moses is not venting and he's not melting down. He is coming before God with an honest prayer. Israel melts down. They just voice the complaint. Moses comes before God and he's very real. He says, I'm disillusioned. I don't know why this is happening. I can't carry this burden another day. I'm despairing. He is asking the questions that all conquerors will ask along the way. Like, how much longer? How much farther? And I don't know that I can do this. Some years ago, I did this triathlon, and it's where you swam a half mile, you biked 18 miles, and then ran three miles, and the race was over. I'd done a couple of those, and I'd learned, if you get in the middle of the pack, when the, it, it starts with the swim. If you're in the middle of the pack, you get kicked and scratched and hit. And I'm not in it to win it. I'm in it to survive and finish. So I got on the outside, and I put a great distance between me and the closest swimmer. We got in the water. The gun went off. We're swimming. You train in a pool, so you know in a pool if you're going, you know, in a straight line in a lake, you know, by doing three of those and training a lot, I thought, I, I, I'm at the point now where I, I think I'm swimming, you know, a, a decent straight line. And so I didn't want to keep coming up to look where I am because you waste too much energy. So I got into a good rhythm, and I'm swimming and swimming. And finally, I hear this voice just screaming. And one of the, the course uh, managers, rescuers, is out there in this boat. And he says to me while I'm treading water, you are 100 yards off course. And I swam at a, at a total left. I was supposed to go straight out to the right and back. I was like way over in the cove. And when I realized I was 100 yards off course, knowing that a half mile is 880 yards, so you have to swim almost three football fields if you swim like where you're supposed to. Now I've added at least the length of a football field. And so I start swimming in the right direction, and I'm thinking, how much longer? How much farther? It wasn't too long until I started saying, I can't do this. But I was in a lake, and the options weren't very good. So I just kept swimming. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you get disappointed, things have malfunctioned, you've messed up. You're trying to correct, or you're trying to figure it out, or you're trying to get back on course. And you get to that place, you say, I don't know if I can do this. If Moses teaches us about his hands being up in prayer as the priority of prayer where the supernatural enters the natural, and it helps us overcome, 
This text shows us about hands that are just open in a raw, real prayer to God saying, this is where I am. Not that God needs to be reminded or that he's unaware. But in rather than melting down, that we have the permission that in humility, we can say, Lord, I don't know why this is happening. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And I honestly don't know if I can take it. And I don't know if I can carry this burden any longer. And let's just get honest. If you believe in heaven and you're a Christian, then you have to have had those times where you said, you know, Lord, it would be better if you just take me now. Have you ever prayed that? I'm like, for real, prayed that. Like, go ahead, Lord, because this is hard. It's too hard. The pressure's too much. That's Moses. He's saying, here's my voice, Lord. I don't know if I can do it. Do you hear Moses' voice saying, Lord, why is this? And where will I get what I need to help them? And Lord, I can't carry this burden. As you hear his voice, do you hear another voice? Maybe there's a student here and we hear your voice. You've now come to a new city. You've left your home. You've come here to attend a university. And you left things at home and they're in disarray. You don't know how it's really going to turn out at home with the circumstance that is there. You now have a full class load and maybe there's even a financial challenge. And you've even wondered in these opening days of a new semester if you're going to be able to make it. If you can take it. That you can really carry this burden. Can you hear the voice of that person who says, I don't know that I can go through treatment another day. I don't know if I can bear this pain one more day. The disappointment is just too deep. Do you hear a voice? Is it your voice? We're getting insight today that we have the privilege to just get real with God rather than melt down We can express our trouble. We can open up our hearts in prayer and release the trouble in prayer. But we don't stop there. Yes, we can give language to our fatigue. We can give language to the betrayal. We can give language to the disappointment. But Moses doesn't stop there. And we've got to know what happens after he opens his heart in the reality of his trouble. He keeps his hands open to then receive. That's the difference in people who melt down and people who conquer. The people who conquer will pray and get honest with where they are. But then they'll remain there and they'll wait and receive that special provision of God for that moment. Here's what happens. God speaks to Moses and God says to Moses, go to the tent of meeting. The tent of meeting is where the Ark of the Covenant was. It's where the presence of God was. And so God's response to Moses... And his trouble was, come into my presence. The Ark of the Covenant held the Ten Commandments. And so he is going to remind Moses of his promise. And then he says to Moses, I want you to get 70 people who have the reputation of knowing how to help you carry the burden. So in Moses just pouring out of his trouble, here's my trouble. But he keeps his hands open to receive. God gives him his presence, his promise. And the right people around him to help carry the burden. It's amazing to me about God 
that when Moses would use the very word, I can't carry this, that one of the ways God helps him is to provide people. And God himself says, I'm going to empower those people to help you carry the burden. So Moses keeps his hands open, not just in release of the trouble, but to receive the provision. Peter is a great study. He's like so many of the great people of Scripture. He teaches us that great people, they teach us how trouble and trust seem to coexist in the same heart. Peter says in his first letter, 5th chapter, 7th verse, Cast your cares upon the Lord. Go ahead and open your heart and tell Him where you are and the way that you, you feel about it. But then keep your hands open so that you can let Him care for you. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Release it. For He cares for you. Receive the provision. I want us to focus in now on this prayer. You see, if prayer is is our response so that the supernatural empowers the natural. we got to get insight on this prayer. And here are three words I want you to take into this week. Here they are. Scan, connect, and borrow. Scan, connect, and borrow. As you scan a prayer like we read in Numbers, and it's just real, you will then connect with that kind of situation you're like hey he knows how i feel i I don't know that i can make it either then if you're without words to to give language to your to your pain or your disappointment borrow from his prayer and say lord i don't know if i can make it you see you you scan the prayer you then connect with it borrow the words let me show you what i'm talking about in psalm 69 we'll just We'll just go through this together. Verses 1 through 3. This is David. He says, save me, O God, for the flood waters are up to my neck. What do we have? We have a guy who's drowning in his pain. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I can't find a foothold. I'm deep in the water. And the floods overwhelm me. He's drowning. I'm scanning this prayer. He's praying. He is opening his hands in prayer. And he's articulating his trouble. That's what he's doing. If you've ever been around someone who drowned or almost did, if you've ever experienced that, I almost drowned one time, I want to tell you, it is, it is the ultimate feeling of desperation. When you cannot help yourself, but you know you're going down. You know it's just a matter of time. Come on, come into the language that David is using. He's saying, I'm drowning in this. And as you scan over his prayer, you start to connect if in an area of your life you feel like you're sinking. And if that would be similar, then you borrow, borrow the language. Hey God, I'm drowning. I'm drowning in my chaos. I'm drowning in my pain. Waves of grief are coming over me. Riptides of disappointment are taking me far from you. God, I'm drowning in the debt. Sometimes we can't find words to really say what's deep in our hearts so we will scan these prayers, we will connect with them, and we will borrow the language. You see, Moses and David, they teach us, don't diminish the struggle. Stay real with who you are. Stay real with the circumstance. 
that don't walk off from the prayer once you've articulated the struggle. That's where you've released the trouble. Now keep your hands open to receive the special provision of God in that moment. You see, the trouble and the trust go hand in hand. Now I want to I show you this next verse. I'm going to skip down. Look at this next verse. Verse 16 of Psalm 69. Answer my prayers, O Lord. Your unfailing love is wonderful. Take care of me, for your mercy is so plentiful. It's hard to imagine that's in the same psalm. Here's a guy who's drowning in his trouble. His voice is parched because he's been screaming out, but no one has come to his rescue. That's a prayer. I'm going down. He's opening his heart and expressing the pain. But he doesn't stop there in the same prayer. He says, your unfailing love is wonderful. Lord, your mercy is so plentiful. So he's setting himself not only to release the trouble, but to receive the provision of God. Notice the cadence in Psalm 13. We'll begin at verse 1. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? That's the way it is in the race of life. At times you wonder, how much longer? How much farther? Forever? How long will you look the other way? Have you ever felt that way? Like, hey God... How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul? With sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Come on, God. You've promised that I can conquer. When will this tide turn? When will I make headway in advance? How long? Come into this great man of God's heart and life. He welcomes us in to prayer that is, that is that real. Now, same song. Look at the next verse. Turn and answer me. Oh, Lord, my God, restore the sparkle to my eyes. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. Watch verse 5. But I trust in your unfailing love. Same psalm. It's not a different day. He hasn't now gained the victory with the same circumstance. He's released the trouble where he's saying, Lord, how long? Hello, God. Do you even hear me? It went, how long will you turn away from me? Lord, how long will I have to deal with this anguish in my soul? And, and the, the very next verse, he's saying, I trust you, Lord. I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice. I will sing. Do you see the combo? You're, you're welcome to, in humility, say, Lord, I don't understand and I, I'm hurting. But your mercies were new at the beginning of this day. And my heart is open to receive what you have. I'm waiting in hope, Lord. Protect me. Help me. If you scan that prayer, you then connect because you have a circumstance in your own life. Then you borrow the language. And you learn what it means to release trouble and receive provision. Release the trouble 
receive the provision. Elijah has been in battle. It's been intense. And I just want to give you his words. It says, he went alone into the wilderness. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed. Now, listen to what he prayed. And he prayed that he might die. Quoting him, he says, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. He goes to sleep. So he prays, and I mean, he he was very real with what he was experiencing. And I want you to hear verse 6, and I'll even put it on the screen for you. He wakes up from his sleep. He looked around, and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. What is your image of God? Is this the kind of image of God you have? I mean, here is Elijah. He is so weary and broken that he prays. Rather than just melting down, he does pray. But in his prayer, he's expressing his despair. And God summons an angel. Just imagine it. The angel goes. I guess the angel, I don't know if it, if it just all happened or if the angel's like getting stones and making a fire, getting the ingredients for bread. And now when Elijah wakes up, it's, there's freshly baked bread and water sent by God. Provision in the moment of a prolonged battle. Rather than melting down, he prayed, but he was real, and then God responded with provision. It's just extraordinary. When he wakes up, the angel wasn't there saying, you awake now? Listen, God has sent me here to give you a lecture. I've got a speech, got a sermon. No, he, the angel just baked bread. And after Elijah ate the bread and drank the water, he goes back to sleep. Because that's what he's, he needs. And then when he wakes up, he eats a little more. And let me tell you exactly what verse 8 says. It says that it so strengthened him. Let me give you the exact words. It so strengthened him that he had enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights. The provision of God is supernatural. So I just want to simply ask you, What is your present battle? Rather than melt down, pray. How do I pray about this? I don't even know if I have words. Scan. Connect. Borrow. Lord, I'm drowning. Don't stop there. Lord, I trust you. Lord, 
I will sing. That was a Psalm 69 and Psalm 13. They're songs, and so it's prayer and praise. I will, I will wait before you, and I will receive until you have become greater in my thoughts and in my soul than the pain. Until, without anything changing on the outside, just a definite change in my soul, in my spirit, I will then speak faith and hope out of a new expectation that God will bring me through and an attitude that says, tomorrow's going to be a great day. And there's nothing on the outside to indicate that. It's just something in my spirit. As I've expressed my trouble and released my trouble, I've received a certain promise of God in his presence. And watch, he'll probably bring some right people around you who will say, I'm going to stand with you and help you carry this burden. Let's give him praise right now that he is that kind of God. Praise God.